Hi, everybody, and welcome back to yet another cracking edition of the Map Round Show. This is the Secrets of Fail series where we're talking to founders, entrepreneurs, and CEOs all about their epic business blunders. And with us in the hot seat today is none other than Laura McGee. She is the founder and CEO of a company called Diversio. Laura, welcome to the show. Hey, Matt, thanks for having me. And what an honor to be featured on a show about failure. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's going to be awesome. Uh, there is a book coming out, so hopefully this story is going to get you in there. So uh, let's get into uh, the, the meat and the potatoes of this one, Laura. What exactly are you guys up to there at Diversio? So Diversio, um, you know, it's a company we started in, in 2018. And what we've built is a platform that helps organizations measure, track, and improve diversity and inclusion. And so we do that through a combination of, um, you know, kind of data analytics, survey tools, and uh, quite interestingly, AI, so proprietary natural language processing that we use to predict solutions. It's amazing. So uh, who are some of your clients typically? Are they big businesses, small businesses, everybody in between? We really run the gamut. So our goal starting the business was to make diversity and inclusion accessible, meaning that we have a number of SMB, so small small clients just getting started. But, you know, of course, our bread and butter are those larger organizations. So think, you know, Honda, Danon, uh, Unilever, Morgan Stanley, that sort of that sort of thing. Okay, great. So the big boys, congrats. <laughs> well, look, um, congrats on all your success. Uh, but let's get into the meat of this episode. What is your epic story of failure for our audience around the world today? Right. So I'm sure you hear this a lot, but choosing just one um, is like choosing your favorite child. But <laughs> I will take you back to 2019, about a year after we started the business, as we were just figuring out what is the product. So what are we selling to the market and tactically, how are we going to help organizations build that business case and then improve diversity and inclusion? Um, and at the time, I had a close friend who was running a really cool deep learning company um, that actually they just sold to Square that was looking at NLP and analyzing kind of online content, chatter, social media, that sort of thing. And so we collaborated and we developed an idea for a product that would basically analyze Twitter and be able to predict if a company were about to experience some sort of scandal. So mm. think kind of like a Me Too problem, you know, an executive misbehavior scandal, um, really interesting tech. And, we, you know, we went forward, we built it, we scraped a bunch of data, we trained the algorithm, and our predictive algorithm was about 86% accurate. So it really worked. We thought, you know, slam dunk, of course, companies are going to want to know just when they're on the cusp of getting canceled, who wouldn't? Um, and so we kind of built out the product, built out the UX, pulled in all kinds of favors to get intros to big companies we thought would be interested. And it was a total flop. And what we discovered is that there was, you know, as much as this was interesting technology, you know, completely um, unreplicated and, and unique in the market, there just wasn't a buyer. There was no single person in the company that was really looking for this kind of growth. And so I think... I'm going to stop there before I get into what we what we learned from that. Okay, cool. Well, then uh, let's get into that. Uh, that's that's a crazy story. Uh, what did that whole experience teach you? It was, I mean, a couple, of, a combination of things. I think Startup 101 was looking for product market fit. Don't start with the product. Don't build something that you think people are going to want and, and are going to going to uh, demand without feedback that you know somebody is looking for it. Um, and at the same time, I think we learned a lot about market timing. 
So when we brought the product to market, you know, Me Too had just gotten started. This was pre-Black Lives Matter, um, of course, pre-George Floyd's murder, and companies were not quite attuned to the risk. Now, I think, fast forward, um, it's a different ballgame, and, and companies are are looking out for it, but our timing was not right, and the market part of product, product market fit, fit, we didn't invest it enough. Mm. Uh, Laura, curious to double click on the timing thing. And there's this amazing talk by Bill Gross. We, you know, analyze successful startups that he's built billions in market cap. And then a lot of those, they were also successful, but also a lot, you know, that failed. Supervan in the dot com 90s, all that kind of stuff. And he did this TED talk where he was literally saying, like, is it the team? Is it the problem market fits? Is it the this? Or the? And he said that basically the thing that makes a company truly successful is timing. Um, and so I'm curious to get your perspective on that. Like, how do you know whether the timing is right for something? It's so funny you say that because the kind of antidote to good timing is competition. Mm. And so if you're in a position where you know the timing is right, so do 20 other companies, 20 other startups, and then you're kind of fight to the death against incumbents. So I think for us, it really has to be, you have to have a vision. You're making a bet as a startup founder. When I started the company in 2018 with Anya, my, my COO, I mean, there wasn't really a lot of indication that companies would invest meaningful money in diversity and inclusion. Mm. We knew there was a business imperative. We knew it was good for teams and good for performance. Like a million studies have proven that, but companies weren't buying it. Mm. And in our experience, you know, we had seen enough social media kind of pressure and enough sort of employee resource groups forming that we thought, okay, we think this pressure is going to boil over at some point. And we think it'll be in a time frame that, you know, we can get behind. And it actually came sooner than we expected with Black Lives Matter and COVID. Um, so I think timing is, it's all about, you know, you have to take a crazy bet and get in there early and then really stick it out. Mm, true story. So Laura... If you could get into the Matt Brown show time machine <clears throat> and uh, with the luxury of hindsight, uh, go back to yourself, you know, when you were building this product and stuff, what, uh, what would you do differently and why? Maybe this is, might be an interesting answer. Um, I would say keep bootstrapping and stop trying to raise capital. Hmm. So we ended up, um, we did our series A recently, which I'm, you know, very, very glad we did it. We've got fantastic investors on board. Before the Series A, we had a very hard time raising. I think for the reason we just described, the timing wasn't self-evident. So investors were looking at the market and seeing, you know, we're not seeing the, the trend. We're not seeing the buying behavior that we would look for in this space. And so every minute that we spent trying to raise a seed round or trying to raise angel capital was a minute we weren't spending building product and talking to customers. Um, so that's probably my, my biggest thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really good advice. And um, let's uh, let's go there now. What advice do you have for other founders or entrepreneurs, Laura, about you know the importance of failing and becoming successful? I, I think the biggest strength that uh, Anya and I have developed is she likes to call it rejection amnesia. Hmm. So every time you fail, you get told no. Somebody ignores your call. Somebody doesn't answer your email. Like that is something you cannot fixate on. That. And in my experience, not to generalize, but women tend to be especially, uh, you know, we're not always as conditioned to be rejected. I won't give you my theory on uh, why that is, but getting over that really quickly and remembering the learning, but not the feeling of hearing no is absolutely critical. Mm. So what is your theory on that? <laughs> um, so my theory, I think, look, socially women are conditioned, not, you know, in a lot of different social settings, not to put themselves out there in the same way that men are. 
So I think even going back to when you're in college or whatever it is, you know, men, again, all generalizing, men will go up and hit on 10 women. And if one of them gives them her phone number, it's a win. And women aren't always conditioned to do that. And so, you know, if you go and you get nine phone numbers and one guy says no, it's a heartbreak. So I, I think <laughs> there's the business, you know, implication here is when you're going and you're trying to get clients, you got to send out 10 and hope for one and consider that a success. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm gonna I must remember that one. I'm gonna go have lunch with my wife now and just <laughs> this is true. <laughs> I had heard this theory. <laughs> see what I'll she right. says. Yeah, I'll tell you what she says. Anyway, that's hilarious. Um Laura, tell me, um, what about, you know, books, tools and resources that you know that you've personally used or read or what have you that you recommend to other founders or entrepreneurs? Yeah, I mean anything by Mark Andreessen is gonna be a good read. The book that I read early on and Anya will last because I remember sending her a copy and then I would quiz her on it was um, the Salesforce book. So behind, behind the cloud, it's fantastic. And the biggest takeaway for me, it's not the playbook and trying to replicate what Salesforce did. It's more the lesson of like, you have to be scrappy. You have to get out there, get your name out there and not worry about coming across too strong. Mm, Yep. Sage advice. Laura, thank you so much for being on the show. Appreciate you for coming on. That does include or conclude rather your time in the hot seat. Uh, appreciate you for that. And uh, yeah, man, congrats on closing your series A and, you know, building a, 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 a platform that's uh, actually, you know, posed for scale. So congrats. Thank you so much. Uh, Laura, stick around. Everybody else will see you all again soon.